Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yo, yo, it's time to talk that sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Cause we always kicking out We go rock with people and put the smack down on the street And we just garages in town We go in all elite Mess around, got a triple double on them Sucker like OG Slim ducking on them We got what you want, we got what you need We bring in the heat We wanna talk this and that But we want that Hall of Fame set You always see us swinging for the fences so watch out, ladies and gents, because we hit the last strategy section. And you know we going to keep you guessing. Tag teaming on these haters, singing our blessings. We're going to keep praying for you, because you know that old saying, don't hate the player, hate the game. See, that's the thing that separates us. We're on that road to greatness, and there ain't no stopping us. We can go get us and we gonna go get it Shut it down like a no-hitter With three balls and two strikes Two away We doing that splitter You never seen it coming Something like an arcade Whoa We gonna keep the crowd jumping And if you ain't down with that We got four words for you We Cause it's sports car With Cooper and Big Man to another episode with Sports Talk with Walter White and the two pagan uh, Vikings. Oh wait, never mind. We're Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. Skull. My bad. <laughs> this is a Halloween special for you. I can't turn this freaking... There we go. <laughs> You're all watching me go, what in the world is freaking Big Man doing? He's not knowing how to operate the freaking little speaker. Power off. There it goes. <laughs> all right. How's everybody doing? <sighs> 
Oh man, it's a good day today. It's Halloween. It's spooky, baby. It's spooky. Happy spooky season to everybody out there. We see you. You see us. Well, okay, we can't see you, but you see us. Yeah, something like that. Right? That's right. I am the Walter White. I am the fluffy version of Walter White. I was going for fluffy white big smoke, but obviously fluffy Walter White is where I'm actually going to land on that character. And I am a Viking. Norseman. Yep. And this is my ship mid. Howdy. Hey. Wow. That's all I got is a howdy. Howdy. Howdy, y'all. Anyways, how's everybody doing? Uh, yeah, we we got some wrestling for you. Uh, That's right. It is Saturday know, night so. wrestling talk. Yes, Saturday night wrestling talk, baby. So we're going to give you some uh, recap from Hell in a Cell that happened last Sunday. Then we'll talk about Monday Night Raw. We'll give you a little bit AEW and Friday Night SmackDown. Yes, that's what's up. We SmackDown on the street, baby. That's right. We were supposed to have a shout out tonight, but unfortunately, no one got the trivia question. Yes, because I'm the bomb. With it. What's up? What's Cooper up? What's stumped up? everybody. Uh, uh, uh. We'll get we, to that. We'll get to that. We will get to that. We'll start off with Hell in a Cell. All right, Hell in a Cell started out with a kickoff match featuring 24-7 champion R-Truth versus Drew Gulak. Yeah, this didn't go quite the way we both expected it did. Well, you actually picked R-Truth to retain his championship, so I actually picked the upset, and so you were correct on that. Well, I think the reason why I thought that was because it's R-Truth, and... You know, he, he... He just holds on to that thing? He holds on to it. It's his precious. It's just like... It's like... It's, it's, precious. it's his precious. My man. precious. He does so many funny things with it. He's on TikTok oh, and everything with it. Yes, man. That man is funny. It is hilarious. If you don't follow him on TikTok, he is Ron... Well, I believe it's Ron1Killings. Or Killings. Sorry, he doesn't have a G in his name. On uh, TikTok. Killings, bro. Killings. Killings. Absolutely, brother. All right, so I was just thinking because it was a regular style match yeah. that Drew Gulak had the upper hand in that, uh, but unfortunately, I was wrong. And bro, that's a that's a fair assumption. I mean, mm-hmm. Drew Gulak is full on tech, you know, a match or mat technician. So, yep. You know, is you know, I could see where you would you would think that. Absolutely. So. Next up, we had the surprisingly Universal Championship match start off the uh, show regular show on uh, Hell in a Cell when we had Roman Reigns take on Jey Uso in a Hell in a Cell I Quit match. Brother, we have to give it to these guys. They they beat the holy hell out of each other. Yeah. In the hell in a cell. Okay. He Roman was giving it to Jay all night. Jay was giving it back to him. But no, yeah, uh, there was, Jay was not going to quit. You know, Roman hit him with two spears. Jay hit him with two Uso splashes. And then Uso pulled out a leather strap. And he hit him three times with the belt. Uh-huh. And then the big dog hits him with a spear. Jay refused to quit. And then Roman picked up the strap and commenced to hitting him five times. Jay got up and they punched each other out back and forth. Roman went for a Superman punch and Jay sidestepped it. And started choking Roman out with the strap. Hmm. Roman looked like his he was about to pass out, but came to and shook his head no. T 
to continue the match. So Jay grabbed a chair and went to hit Roman on the and Roman sidestepped and hit him with the Superman punch. Mm-hmm. So this is like a back and forth thing. And for everybody that's seeing me, I'm looking down because I, I wrote down, you know, everything I watched and whatnot. So right. this is kind of how I do it. So right, right. We're giving you all an inside look on what we do and, yep. and uh, hope you enjoy it. So let's see here. Where was I? Uh, you know, Roman shook his head no to continue the match. So Jay grabbed a chair, mm-hmm. went to hit Roman, and Roman said, sipped it and hit him with the Superman punch and put him into a guillotine choke. Guillotine chokehold. Sorry, yeah. it says greater chokehold. Because <laughs> you know when I'm when I'm doing this too, I use you know Google. Yeah, voice Google and I screwed up. Google voice to text and sometimes it's like yeah. I, I remember when we first started the podcast and yeah. I was doing that and I had you read it and remember how how screwed up it was. Thank God we weren't like live or that, like. <laughs> and also the reading this. And going, we could actually go back and you know delete what we put, right. so it was like you know it was easier. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So he nailed him with the guillotine chokehold. Adam almost passed And then the ref asked him if he wanted to quit. He shook his head no, refusing uh, to say the words. Roman is telling him to wait. He can't be held respond. Oh, wait. Oh, oh I jumped ahead. Sorry, nope. guys. Where am I at? Not too far ahead. Yep. The ref asked him if he wanted to quit. He shook his head no. And then he's refusing to say the words. Roman is telling him that he can't be held responsible for what's about to happen. Jay refused, so Roman pulled him over to the apron and did a drive-by kick to the side of the temple and had his head in the corner, dude. Like, in the corner, like, smooshed it in between the corner and the... The ring post. Oh, man. So it was like, oh, dude, that was crazy. It was like watching a train wreck, dude. Just this whole match, dude. And not only that, but the the emotion of these two men, you know, your cousins, Mm -hmm. you know, I I, I can relate to that. Fighting with cousins, we all do. We all love each other, but we do have fights. So, I mean, and then let's see here. And then he, and then he grabs this, you know, the, you know, the seal steps mm-hmm. and wedges his head into it and does it again. Oh. Yeah, and decapitated it. It was like, oh, my God. And I'm sorry, but Jay refused to quit all yeah, night long. he was long, refusing. Dude, all night until the very end of the match. Mm-hmm. And when all hell literally broke loose. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, had a re, re, uh, WWE officials and security... Breaking into the uh, into the uh, hell in the cell to try to separate um, Roman from uh, Jay, trying because he looked like he's about to murder him, <laughs> right on the yeah. pay per view. Yeah. Uh, trying to get Roman to stop, and then uh, Roman went to grab, I believe it was a chair himself to start um, wailing on Jay. That's when um, no, he grabbed this. Sorry, grabbed the steel steps. He was getting ready to start smashing him with the steel steps when Jimmy came rushing into the open door to cover Jay and uh, was trying to get. Uh, Roman to relent. And he did for a minute, but he was playing possum. Yeah, he ended so. up being pe- playing possum. Um, they were shaking hands while on the ground, thought he was relenting. And Roman was actually in tears, like, 
I'm yeah. sorry, man. I don't know who I am anymore. And just playing possum, and then he pulled him down in the guillotine chokehold, and once again, and that's and when he held him there. And Jay comes through, and and I'm like, man, fine, I quit, I quit. Yep. And you know, and the dramatic ending to that wasn't only that, but at the end of the match, he walks up the ramp, and there's the Wild Samoans, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, you know, crowning him head chief. Yep. Of the family, so. That was quite the ending to that match, and man, you could just see the emotion. And absolutely, I mean, the very next match, it was it was hard to follow. Yeah, it was hard to follow that. You got to follow that up when you're uh, Elias and Jeff Hardy. Yes, in a singles match. Uh, this was a back a little bit of a backstory. Uh, Elias was uh, allegedly hit with a uh, vehicle on a Monday Night Show. Was it Monday Night or uh, SmackDown? It was supposed to be a, uh, I think it was supposed to be a SmackDown because I think they were still on SmackDown. They were still on SmackDown at the time. Well, anyways, Elias gets run, hit by a vehicle, and uh, they tried to say that uh, Jeff Hardy was the driver of said vehicle, and this is what started the feud between the two of them, um, which led to some guitar smashing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean not only that, but I think they brought. Elias back and this storyline back because Elias went away to actually drop a music album. Yeah. It's called The Universal Truth and it dropped on Monday. Yeah. Um, uh, I haven't heard any of it yet. I might get a listen. I might not. Um, he didn't seem... I don't know. Maybe if he's faking this kind of crap song thing he's doing right now as a character, maybe... I might give it a listen, but if it's anything like his true character right now, I don't want any part of that. Well, and uh, Winston. Winston decided just to let himself right on this, into the studio. This is our, this is our uh, dog. Pagan dog. This is our pagan dog. Our pagan dog. <laughs> we have, we have another wolf. that's actually the mascot, but he never shows up or anything. <laughs> yeah, the cat never shows up. He's Cooper. Because uh, he's, you know. Cooper's quite the you. asshole. Whoa, wait. <laughs> I was trying to avoid saying that. Oh, what are you trying to? What are you trying to avoid that? Why yeah. not? Why not just come out and say it? He is kind of a. You know, I know we cuss, but I mean, just straight out saying that he's an a hole is kind of a little much. I mean, yeah, if it slips, it's one thing. But when you just come out and straight up say a hole, it's kind of Sorry, a mess guys. up. He responds Anyways. to that better than he does his name. He does. True. I wonder how that happened. I have no clue. Uh huh. No clue whatsoever. Don't you point at me. I'm pointing at both of them. Whatever. Anyways. Anyways, so Elias ended up being... He shows up. Look at this. Yeah. Anyways, Elias ends up winning via disqualification against Jeff Hardy, which is just dumb. I mean, what was it? He uh, Jeff hit him with the guitar. Well, what happened was... Yeah. Well, what happened was... Well, what happened was... Uh, it's just a match that had to follow the Universal Championship. match, uh, you know, uh, Elias... Went to go out of the ring mm-hmm. because you know he's he uh, does that all the time. Went to go out of the ring, he grabbed the guitar, he was gonna swing it at Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy countered mm-hmm. and grabbed it from him and hit him with it. So, you know, turnabout's fair play, it True. is what it is. it is, not only that, but uh, they've been having this chair or this guitar swinging thing going on for the past couple weeks. So. They want our black and white cat. 
Yes, they're all joining us because usually when we do the podcast, I'm not here and I'm attending to them. Yeah. So, but we figured with it being Halloween, we wanted her to join and absolutely. And plus, she's also going to give her own insight later on when we talk about SmackDown. Oh yes. So, anyways, it's just basically a match. Unfortunately, they had to follow the Universal Championship, which was a great match. So, yeah. I mean, that's why I don't get why that match technically wasn't towards the end of the show. Um, I get or more I'm, towards the middle of it, yeah. Yeah, where you don't have to follow that. I mean, especially with a one that's not really a stipulation match. Nothing's really on the line. Just you know. Uh, yeah, they don't really, bragging rights. Really, honestly, it's kind of like what what are we doing here? It's a grudge match. Yeah, grudge but, match. I mean, honestly, I don't understand the placement and the matches anymore. I really sometimes don't it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-mm. And honestly, like the way. Um, I mean, honestly, and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to downplay them or say they're. You know, I don't like them because I love WWE. I love wrestling. I love, but I remember back in the day how things used to be. You know, right. um, the championship was never ever the first match of the pay per view. Not not one of the not one of the main ones. No. Not one of the main ones. Even no. when it was split. Yeah. Before when it was, when split, it was the they world were the last heavyweight. Two matches on yeah. the card. Yeah, they were always the last. So. And now I I understand you know you're you're uh, putting the women towards the end of the end of the uh, card too because you know women's revolution and all that. I understand that, but still you have the United States Championship that's squeezed in between the women's SmackDown Championship and, that, that and was the WWE the match champ. That came out of nowhere. That, like, that that one could have been slapped over there with the a lot. At uh, a lot, because at least then it's a championship match. And not only that, but you got like, you got like, Bobby Lashley going against a new guy that's just kind of, I mean, there. He, he he did all right. Yeah. I mean, he actually showed some promise. Yeah. But Bobby Lashley, you know, he closed that out pretty quick. But that's absolutely in the pay per view. So. Absolutely. So I mean, it, it's just it is what it is, I guess. All right, so we'll move on to the... I mean, even this match technically could have followed the... The universe. hounds! Release the hounds! The hounds have been released. There's our other black and white. Yep. To puppy. Anyways, I mean, te- technically you could have had this because it's at least the Money in the Bank uh, contract match. Yeah, I mean, that... that this, you could have be... done this one right after that because at least then, like I said, something's on the line other than just a grudge match and bragging um, rights of who won. You know, yeah. it's a little bit more of a quality match that you can follow up something like that but again of course we're just upset because why would you have the universal championship so right off the bat anyways let, let's but. talk about this otis versus Miz thing this was there, stupid there was a there was a uh, segment on smackdown the week before the pay-per-view mm-hmm. and it was uh on smackdown there was a law and otis segment a lot of notice. Yes. <laughs> that featured JBL, Ron Simmons, Teddy Long, Rey Mysterio, Oscar, and Tucker. Where it ordered, was ordered that the match of, for the Money in the Bank contract was to be put on the line by JBL. Because JBL was like, he was like the judge, dude. It was oh, just, Lord. It was like a fall. They, were ter- they, they had people up there. They had Tucker up there. You know, mm-hmm. you know, talking about Otis and what a great guy he was, and blah, blah, blah. and they had Oscar up there. I don't even know what Oscar was doing up there, but they had Oscar up there. So like, what the hell? And then after he know. ordered it, of yeah. course, of course, Strong Simmons. Damn. Of course, every every time, 
Ron Simmons always has to show up, and it's almost like mandatory that he has to just go, damn, <laughs> in some way and aspect. So yeah, I mean, it was it was done because uh, I guess the Miz bribed JBL, and uh, oh, why, imagine that, that. That's why the match took place. So that's the only that's the only reason why it even happened. But for real, that's the storyline. Um, I'm not quite sure really what happened with the whole situation. But they want to go with a different. Basically, WWE realized they made a terrible, direction. terrible direction mistake. Obviously, they didn't think Otis was ready to be Money in the Bank, ready Which to I take. I do too, but that's just their thinking. Is what I'm going with. Is that's that they went? Wait a minute, we we went with a fan favorite, but we don't think the fan favorite is ready for something of this magnitude yet. And they kind of dropped the ball on that. I'm sorry, but be ready. You know what I mean? And I think that he I think that he had a chance to be a champion, dude. Yeah. Like honestly. And I think what what they got stuck on is oh well he's a tag team guy. He's a tag team guy. Yeah. And it's like So what? We look at Booker T. Booker T was a tag team guy for how long? Right. Okay? And he went out there and he Five time, five time. Five time, five time, five time. And then it turned into six and however many other times after that. Yeah, you know, King of the Ring winner, King Bucka. King Bucka. Oh, God, that was annoying. Yeah. That's more annoying than having to listen to The Miz on the the mic. But, I mean... (laughs) All right, let's let's get on this this trivia question. I mean, let's not get to the match yet. Let's get to the trivia question because... We right. stumped everybody for a whole week, and we yeah. didn't have comments and all that other stuff on there. Maybe we should just give them shout-outs, because they actually did comment on it. Do you want me to go look up the people yeah, in comments? Yeah, let's just look up the people and give them shout-outs, because right. you know what? Nobody me... got the answer right, but we'll give you a shout-out, because you know what? You actually cared enough to comment on our stuff, so how's that sound? Yeah, absolutely. Let me get switched over to the Cooper Big Man TikTok because that's the only place anybody even bothered trying to comment. Do, 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 do. And by the way, we do have other social medias. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. Instagram we TikTok. Have TikTok. Well, Twitter. Twitter. That's what I meant. Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Yeah. So. All right. So, not easy to be Johnny. Had two guesses. He guessed The Undertaker and Mankind. Both, unfortunately, were incorrect. But still good guesses, honestly. And then uh, Israel Peralta guessed Chris Jericho. Another great guess, honestly. Yeah, I mean, because Chris Jericho Mm -hmm. is synonymous for... Ladder matches ladder and then all that. And, stuff like that. Yeah. So that and al- almost guess. always when he comes back, he's almost always thrown right into the main championship picture. So yeah. Obviously he won't be now because this he's on AEW. This is going to stop everyone because if you weren't watching around this time, you know, Yeah, 13 years ago. It was 13 years ago. And so, Cooper, hit us with that trivia question one more time so they know what it is. Okay, hold on. Uh Uh-oh, he forgot. (laughs) 13 years ago, only one other time has the Money in the Bank contract been put on the line Mm -hmm. without cashing it in. Mm -hmm. Who was it? You want me to give the answer? Or would you like to say who the answer was? Who? 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 Hooters? What? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
What? I'm playing fetch for the dog. I'm just training to get um sponsorships, bro. Okay, yeah, you want the wings, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Wings, breasts, thighs, legs, tank tops, whatever. <laughs> orange shorts. <laughs> I bet I'd look good in some right, orange shorts. Anyways. Let's get back to what we were talking about. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the trivia. Who's the, uh, what's the answer? Since uh, we didn't get a correct answer. Mr. Kennedy. Who? Mr. Anderson now. Who? Mr. Kennedy. I don't know. I'm just messing with you. Who? 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 Yes, that's right. Good old Mr. Kennedy, now known as Mr. Anderson. I believe I believe he's still on Impact. Is he still on Impact? I'm not quite sure anymore. Uh, well, here. I followed Impact for a very long time you until did. a lot of their main superstars came over to WWE, and I know that might sound like a you know biased thing because we are kind of a part of the independents too. But mm-hmm. you know, and a lot a lot of the people from independents they'll go from Impact or AEW or. WWE, but you know it is what it is. Oh, actually, I'm sorry, Mr. Anderson, Kenneth Anderson, is actually signed with the National Wrestling Alliance as a wrestler and a top rank boxer. Oh, and with top rank boxing as their announcer. So he's with NWA Wrestling and top rank boxing as an announcer for them. Hey, that's not that's not a bad gig, man. No, nope. that's cool. So. Um, unfortunately, I actually didn't mind. Um, and here's another Mr. one. Mr. Kennedy, he here, was actually pretty. One. Who did he lose it to? You didn't give me that information. That's I your know, fault. I know who he lost. Of course, you know who he lost to. You looked it up. Uh. Who? The rated R superstar. Oh, Edgy. Edge. Edge. So, yeah. Did you lock back him when, in? Back when everybody still hated Edge, you know what I mean? Well. I never really hated it. Back when he was sleeping with other dudes, girls, and you know, yeah, that that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, yeah, that whole storyline was kind of. Yeah, that was real life mixed into something that it should have never been put into. And that, and that's what I don't really like for WWE is sometimes they let real life and kayfabe, kayfabe, whatever how you pronounce it, mix and cross too much. Yeah, and then it becomes heated and just not yeah. right. And there's some things you just don't need to go with. That being one of them. Infidelity, it, personal, and and then in your K-Fab or Fabi or whatever you want to, however you pronounce it, is not a good idea to go with. Honestly, to me. All right, you ready to get to this match? Yeah, let's get to this bullcrap match that I have to deal with. Yeah, Otis dominated most of the match. Well, of course he did, because he he's a amazing. From John missed... Morrison. Oh, look who went and got her mascot. <laughs> hey, look, it's Cooper, the cat. Hey, no, look, it's the asshole, because that's what Cooper calls him. <laughs> oh, he's okay, buddy, alright? What's up, bud? He's just, he's about to leave. He, he ain't staying. No, he ain't staying. The do- your dog keeps <laughs> messing with him. The dog will make sure he Everybody else straight. came in but him. So but anyways, Otis dominated the beginning of the match. Yep. Until a distraction from Morrison. Mm-hmm. Miz hit him with a DDT and went to pin him. Right. He kicked out, but mm-hmm. it turned, but it turned the momentum, and Morrison hit Otis 
which kept the momentum in his favor until Otis started right. coming back with some mean shoulder tackles. Right. He went for the worm, and Morrison pulled the Miz out. Always gets out. Um, Otis got out and chased him, chased him around the ringside area, and throws Miz back in. But Miz counters and kicks him and kicks him in the face, stunning him in the corner. And Morrison jumps up the apron with the Money in the Bank contract briefcase. And was going to hit him, but then the ref finally saw it. She ejected him from ringside. Tucker is also at ringside, but has not not got involved in match as of yet. Hmm. The momentum was back on Otis's side, but Tucker hit him with the with the briefcase, dude. Oh, like yeah, and Miz intentionally. With a shocked look on his face, rolled Otis up for the one, two, three. Shocked look because it sounded like that was intentional. Yeah, I mean, what what is this with with you know tag teams breaking up all the time? One guy's always mad, the other one's more famous, and oh, I carried him. No, no, he carried you, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, he carried you. Well, then there you also have the storyline that he got to have with Mandy Rose and. You know, I mean... Oh, but, you know, at the same time, Tucker said that the only reason why that Mandy Rose thing happened, too, was because of him. Oh. Because he encouraged Otis. Mm-hmm. So... Right. You know, yeah. I just think he, you know, it's just normal, let's break a tag team up, what's yeah. the best way to do it? So, well, I mean, they already started it with that WWE draft, so... Yep, and usually around this time of year, everything is just, it's wild, it's crazy, and... Yep. And, you know, it's sometimes cool, sometimes it's not. Yeah. So, um, it just sucks because I like, Tucky, Tucky. Right. We almost had a, a Carlito reference there. So, some things are cool, some things are not cool. That's just not cool. That's not cool. You're not cool. Carlito cool. You need an apple. <laughs> All, right. All right, man. Well, we're going to move on from that pain in the butt thing to my victory. In predictions, Sasha Banks defeating Bailey to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion Dude, in a Hell in a Cell match. This match was so oh, crazy and back one. and forth, dude. That that I was I was writing stuff down and I finally gave up, man, because <laughs> they just much. kept countering each other. It almost like counter, dude, counter, counter. counter. And, well, and I will say though, Sasha took a damn beating, dude. I mean, yeah. beating and. I didn't think she was going to win. I really didn't. Yeah. So. But I called that. You called it. One. Yep. So, let's see. What else we got? I think a lot of that had to deal with the experience that she already had in hell, inside Hell in a Cell. Well, not only that, man, but I think that, you know. That helps. The, the, best, the best friends thing, that that helps the rivalry too. It does. So I mean, and that's and I'm sorry, but those two women have been showing out for the past couple of years now uh-huh. better than the dudes. So you know they I mean? have. I mean, I think that should have been the main event. Even before we got uh, crazy Bailey, we got Hugger Bailey was still showing out a lot too. Yeah. 
So baby face Bailey. We like we like both Bailey's, but you know yeah. it, is, it is what it is, man. But uh, I think it's a little weird. She kind of my daughter. My daughter doesn't like it. She's like, um, she misses Hugger Bailey. Yep, she misses Hugger Bailey. Yep. And well, I was when I was watching the pay per view, she comes out and she's sitting on the couch. She goes, Dad, aren't they friends? He goes. She goes. Why are they fighting? <laughs> <laughs> well, because. Best friends oh, make sorry. the best rivalry. Like, sorry, kid. That's that's what they do. They broke they they broke off their friendship. Now now they're fighting each other. I'll give WWE that the credit for that. The best friends make the best rivalries. They, yeah, they do. Once one of them turns heel, if they're both heels and one of them turns babyface, and or be, and not only that, take away kayfab. Yeah. Best friends in real life make the best rivalries. Yes. Well, I mean, and that's usually what ends up yeah. happening. Usually, they'll end up. They're like, hey, wait a minute, they're all best friends off, well, let's kind of put them together for a little bit, and we'll have one of them stab the other in the back. Yep. This is twice, though, for them. Yeah. Uh, Sasha yeah, turned is. on Bailey first, and then now Bailey turned. I knew this was happening. I was just like, come on, when's we going to get that turn? When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Bailey's got to get her revenge. Because yep. it's always going to stick in the back of the character's mind. It's going to happen. Because it's like, wait a minute, my character already knows that I've already been stabbed in the back by this one. We're back together, but I gotta still get my revenge on her. And she did. And unfortunately for her, it cost her her championship. Yep, yep. But we'll see what happens as we continue on. They will, I'm sure, face off very soon. Oh, yeah. In a rematch. Um, in fact, they, they will next week on SmackDown. Yeah, we could have said that in the SmackDown part of this talk. You just went ahead and went, to, and went with it. <laughs> Whatever. I'm saying Bailey's haircut is on point. She's so cute with that haircut. <laughs> you she don't. Is. You miss the pigtail. Kinda, but her. It's. I don't know if it's just the shape of her face. That new haircut is just. And plus, it really goes good with her character. So it looks really good. She's got that mean look to her. Yeah, she yeah, does. The yeah. darker makeup, the darker clothes. So she, then she pulls it off well. Yeah. So here's uh, the slap together out of nowhere United States Championship. Slapped together by, uh, you know... With, with a slapjack. With a slapjack. <laughs> United States' Bobby Lashley took on and defeated Slapjack from the rede- uh, re- uh, Retribution. Sorry. Redemptions. <laughs> I need to be redeemed, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately after the match, of Redemption came in. And they beat down Bobby Lashley until... The Hurt Business showed up, and Ollie and Retribution ran like scolded dogs. Yeah. Scolded dogs. Yeah, I, I don't know. This, this is like, I, I don't get the super crews that they've been coming out with lately. I mean. Why did they do that? And especially when they bring out, when they, br- when they call up people now, like, oh, it worked with the shield. Oh, it worked with Nexus. Oh, you know. It only no, worked no, with the it, Shield because there was three of them. Yeah, and it worked with. The it Nexus, wasn't a whole crew. And it worked with Nexus because you had so many different talents that were yeah. there. You know what I mean? So. And then the Nexus then morphed into the Core. Yeah. And then it failed. It, that that it a, it, they kind of ruined that though when they kind of had John Cena pretty much bulldoze them by himself basically. Yeah. After. A Monday, it was a Monday night show when the whole Monday night roster destroyed them, and then at the pay per view, Cena got four of their guys to help him with the uh, with the Nexus. But then he basically destroyed the team by himself yeah, I mean, in the pay per view. 
So it was, that was just a waste of the Nexus. I understand you don't want to make your superstars look bad to a bunch of technically still kind of ragtag NXT wrestling talent, but you still got to make them look respectable in their loss. Oh, yeah. And that's what destroyed, unfortunately, that uh, the Nexus... When then when they tried to regroup as becoming well, the core, I think they've learned from that and they're trying to do better. But I just think that which is why they, the shield like, was successful. It's like you can't follow the shield. I don't care who you are. Run your mouth. Come in there. Oh, we're, we're the new whatever. Yeah. You're, you're never gonna be NWO. You're never gonna be the shield. You're never gonna be DX. You're never gonna be no. these guys. They need to come out with something that's like you know one that I really like that fell off. What's was up? the one with Eric Young. What was that? And Nikki Cross. What is that? What was that? No, I don't I'm drawing a blank. I have no clue. When Nikki Cross and Eric Young and them guys from NXT. Uh, anyways. Yeah. You have to have a certain. Like like the Wyatt family, you have to have a certain way about you that like just draws attention, and I don't I don't really see it with retribution. I see a makeshift wannabe shield. Yeah, with more people in it. Right, way too many people in it. That that's what I see, and then absolutely wearing all these weird masks and just yeah, it's it's, it's like nuts. okay, are you trying to play purge? What are you doing? Yeah, so. Uh... And then, and then your leader is Ali. I mean, they needed to do something with Ali. I just this wasn't it. This wasn't it. No. I mean, I thought it was kind of cool though that he was the hacker. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, but then to have him end up being the leader of Retribution was kind of like, uh, okay. The hacker thing was kind of funny though. So it was kind of cool. I loved when everybody thought it was CM Punk. <laughs> They're like, Sam Punk's the hacker. No, he's not. All right, man. And then finally, we end the night with the shocker of the night. Drew McIntyre, WWE champion, took on Randy Orton inside Hell in a Cell. But it was the master of the RKO that came out as champion. That was crazy, dude. I mean, what in the world? I mean, before the match could even start, you know... uh... Orton was dressed in like a security outfit. Mm-hmm. McIntyre was coming out to the ring, and Orton, you know, came at him and like, you know, was gonna beat him. But you know, McIntyre was ready for it, and yeah. they just ensued to beating each other even before the match even started. So right, uh, you just knew it was gonna be a train wreck, dude. Absolutely, these guys made it all the way to the top of the freaking cell, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh, I guess Orton already had a lead pipe up there. He had smacked, smacked uh, McIntyre with it, right? And then Orton proceeded to climb down, and McIntyre, you know, of course, followed there on the side of the cage and. And uh, Orton smacks, you know, McIntyre's head because through the ma- most of the match he was he was targeting his head and his jaw because he had broke his jaw. Right. But uh, anyways, he's smacking his head on the on the on the cage, and and finally 
ripped his hand back and he lost his grip and fell and hit the table. Mm-hmm. Hit the announce table, dude. And when he rolled over, he spit blood. And I was just like, mm. like most times I'd be like, oh my gosh, right? Right. But um, me being me and me watching wrestling as long as I have, I was like thinking, was that real? No. Like, was that real? Like, because there was only a little bit of blood there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like he was bleeding a whole lot, you know? Yeah. And it looked, it looked fake. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. But, I mean, it looked like it hurt. I'll give him that. It really looked like it hurt. So, uh, you know, I mean, let's see here. What else here? So they went, he went to go in the ring. Mm-hmm. And he got him in the ring, pinned him. He kicked out. And then... You know, Drew McIntyre came back with a little bit of fl- a flurry. Mm-hmm. And I think he went to go for a Claymore and got countered with an RKO. So, oh, crazy. You know, it's... I mean, they beat the crap out of each other, dude. I mean, yeah. And so, I believe that makes Orton now a 14-time 14 champion. 14-time champion, man. And, I mean, it, it, it's cool. Three to all, go. But Three to go. You think, you, when, you think when he gets to 16, they'll pin him and John Cena against each other? Ooh. See who can uh, break the, uh, the streak? Have like a vacated title and let them see who, and just let them battle it all out to see who gets it? Yeah, yep. that'd be cool. Yeah. That would be fun. So, I don't think that'll happen though, but I think Cena's pretty much done. I don't think we'll see Cena much. I think Cena's now basically becoming the new Undertaker. I think we'll see him mostly at WrestleManias from here on out. Well, we gotta have a new, you know, a new Undertaker. Undertaker. Is, yeah. I respect the Undertaker wholeheartedly with all my heart. And yep. That's one thing that sucks. Cause I wanted to see him at WrestleMania, but you know. Yeah, absolutely. It is what it is. Yeah, especially since it was a interesting match between him and AJ. I mean, we wouldn't have gotten to see the match we would have they had at WrestleMania because obviously that ended up being because of what happened with the pandemic and COVID. But I think it still would have been an interesting match to see regardless with uh, AJ Styles. So yeah, definitely, man. Uh, it, I mean, they wouldn't have, like you said, they wouldn't have been able to do what they did. But it, right, it was entertaining, but it wasn't. Like, it would have been if we would have been there. Hey, but we have some... How about this? Before we go into Raw, let's talk about what what we're getting into. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. So, uh, Cooper got it set up. Uh, he's been paying attention to WWE for a little bit. And uh, got a notification to do an update for his uh, uh, request to get on Thunderdome. Thunderdome. <laughs> Thunderdome. Thunderdome. And we got on. So we'll be on Monday Night Raw next Monday night, which yeah, is awesome, November dude. 2nd. Looking I'm real, forward to that. I'm really excited. Uh, we'll from be... everything I've done my research on, it's it's kind of like being there. So, yeah. I mean, we will gonna... definitely not have this lousy angle when we do it. No. <laughs> we will have a better angle. And maybe we'll have it cleaned up more in here. And by the right. way, this is the Cooper Big Man Studio. Yeah. It don't look much like it right now. We just we just moved into our our big house. Yes. You know? 
So we have we have our studio. We're gonna get it set up. It's gonna look nice. We're gonna have our own little spot back here and mm -hmm. do interviews, things like that. Absolutely. So, it's gonna be nice. Right now with with everything going on, I think it's fair we can announce it, can't we? What do you want to announce? That we're on a a new uh Oh, yeah. So uh we got on to Age of Radio. We're on our, uh, we'll be doing podcasts through that. Uh, basically, uh, you, they're going to help push us out to Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, uh, Stitch. And, of course, we'll still have the YouTube channel. Uh, that's where our audios will now be posted. So, hopefully, if you uh, guys love us still, hopefully, <laughs> you'll uh, find us out on one of those apps. And uh, we should be coming out soon. I know our advertisements start in December. So hopefully soon, hopefully probably that's when we'll actually end up being probably pushed out to those. So we'll keep you all in the know, but like I said, we'll keep the posting links on how to catch us on YouTube still. So that way yeah. if we do this style, some more you'll be able to see us, of course. Maybe we should start a Twitch too, that would be cool. We have Twitch. We have Twitch? Yes. I we never use it, so... Well, it's, I would much I rather have a... Did we start it right when the pandemic kind Yeah. Of like, uh, so, yeah. Basically, what I would probably appreciate with that, though, is we're going to have to figure out a hard wire for that, because that being that far away from the router is going to be a bit of a pain. Yeah. At least with recording like this, we can upload easier. Yeah. So, that's what but, we'll be doing there. But on we'll, a side note from that, I just want to... Give a big shout out to Coach JV and absolutely and Jeremy and say thank you guys, man. Yep. Uh, we appreciate being on your platform. We do. And, we appreciate uh, it. You know, I I've worked really, really hard in the Three T Academy to get to where I'm at, and I'm ready to keep going, baby. Ready, ready to make big waves in the podcast area. So let's absolutely. do this, brother. Yes, sir. All right, we need to speed things up, bro. We just hit the forty-five minute mark. Yes, let's do it. All right. So let's do a little blitzkrieg in here. Raw. What happened on Raw, Cooper? Let's see here. Raw. Oh, man. I got to pull it up. I can tell you what we're going to be able to enjoy this week on Raw. When we're on the... Yep, on the... Sweet. Hold on. And I was correct. I got a match that I... I predicted this match. That's happening this week on Raw. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. We had... Uh, Monday night started with the Survivor Series qualifying matches. All right. So, AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy. No, oh, let me so, guess. AJ. Yeah, AJ Styles won. So, we'll say that. And then, I'd rather have Jeff, but, you know, that's me. And then, of course, at the end of the match, Elias came out and hit Jeff Hardy with a guitar. Which leads Big to the match. Big shocker there. Which leads to the match that I predicted that would be happening soon. And I was right. It's happening this Monday. And then Survivor Series qualifying match, Keith Lee versus Elias. <laughs> Probably Keith Lee. Am I right? Mm, hold on. Uh-oh. It had to be Keith Lee. Yeah, Keith Lee won. Oh, yeah. Uh, from a distraction with Jeff Hardy's music going off. <laughs> then after that, Elias was standing in the middle of the ring, and Keith Lee was... Going backstage, and Jeff Hardy came out and hit Elias with a guitar. So it's like musical guitars all night. Oh, yeah. 
Musical oh. chairs, musical guitars. Yeah. That type thing. Which, like I said, leads to a match where I'll tell you here in a minute. And then. For this Monday night. And then, uh, Drew McIntyre versus The Miz. Mm-hmm. It was all because The Miz came out and started talking trash to Drew. Oh, because he pretty much thinks he's next in line? Yep. Because and he's money in the bank. He did that last time he was money in the bank. And then Drew order. came out and he demolished him and Morrison. Of course he did. So he's better go. than both of them. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm actually glad that Morrison's back, but I don't like that he aligned himself right with the Miz right on right away. There was an interesting match. What's up? The Fatal Four Way Women's match Ooh. for the fifth spot in the Survivor Series match because Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke were already announced before the match, so they did a Fatal Four Way to announce the fifth member. Okay. The only thing that sucks. Is the person that actually won? Who? Lana. <laughs> oh, dude! Was, Lana won. Every, yeah, she she won off of like a oh, like a, a fluke pin, dude. Oh uh, god! Peyton Royce went up for uh, they had, she had somebody was on the outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. I think it was Lacey Evans on the outside of the ring, mm-hmm. and and um, who was it? Was it Lacey Evans on the outside? Uh, hold on. You know, and speaking of Peyton Royce, real quick, while you look that up, that's another uh, team that was broken up by the draft, the uh, the Iconics. Yeah, that, that was interesting, by the way. But uh, we'll be talking about her uh, former tag team partner when we talk about SmackDown. So Lacey Evans and Nikki Gross were on the top turnbuckle, and this is where I got confused because Peyton Royce was outside the ring. She came in mm-hmm. and um, tossed them both to the mat. Lana pulls Peyton Royce out of out, out of the ring, mm-hmm. and then slides back in for the pin on Nikki Cross. So. You know, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax were not happy about this, dude. I'm sure. They were pissed. They put her through the announce table, dude. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. They're like, we don't want you so much that we will just go ahead and put you through a table. They put her through a table. Announce table. Because they were all out there watching the match. Of course they were. They were like, what do we want to see? I just think it's crap, you know. I mean, I, I understand. I think Lana is a good talent. I think that she... Has potential to be a decent wrestler, mm-hmm. but I really don't think she's, you know, the material that they're making her to be now. Uh, she just had a, you know, a championship match against Oscar, and man, she she sucked in that match. She sucked in the Fatal Four Way. They're they're punishing uh, her. They're punishing her. I think so. Is where, that what that is? I think so. Where I'm, where where'd her husband go? Well, yeah. Husband with the competition. Miro is now on AEW, so... And those of you that don't know, Miro is... Rusev. Rusev. I almost forgot. I was going to say Brutus for some reason. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just think it, Which I just is... think it was stupid, man, that, that they're actually pushing her when she's not that great. Well, I mean, look what they did with Renee Young. They took her off the SmackDown announced table and moved her to pre pre shows and all that by her pretty much because they're doing the same thing to Renee Young with because Moxley's on AEW. 
Well, they, and, uh, they moved her when she got the coronavirus, too, so... They used that as an excuse. Well, yeah. They didn't move her back. You could have moved her back. They're not going to. Because but they did the, the course, shake up and everything. Of course, else. I did see an article that was announced that they've actually... She's already agreed with a AEW for her contract once her contract expires. I heard that she was taking time away to actually have kids, so I really don't know what the deal is with that. Well, she probably has that set up. They're like, she'll come after they have their kid. So there was another qualifying match. Sheamus versus Matt Riddle. Mm. Now Riddle. (laughs) So Sheamus dominated most of the match. Of course. Until um, Riddle hit an exploder off the top. Turnbuckle. Exploder. Creating a momentum of space. Matt Riddle Mm -hmm. went to... Went for a move off the top rope while Sheamus was down, but Sheamus put his knees up and caused a back injury, Ooh. making it easy for him to hit the drug kick. Sheamus wins. I don't know about all that. I like Matt Riddle. I think that he needs a better push. I think it's time for for older talent to give. The younger talent, more. I understand that too, but we did have that long period where we didn't even have Sheamus at all. Oh yeah. So I think they're trying to give the fans what they kind of want. Sheamus back. That's after the split up with him and uh, Cesaro, because dude, it was due to injury. But I mean, and then they brought him back as an individual instead of because they thought he might have been done. They were a lot of people thought his career was over. There was talks that he was actually going to start joining the uh, uh, refereeing side. And production team. All right. Well, let's let's get on to a moment of bliss featuring Randy Orton. Oh man, Randy came out. Hold on. Randy came out knowing that the fiend was far away and asked Bliss where he was. Then Drew McIntyre's music hits. Mm-hmm. And Drew came out and put a beat down on Randy Orton when he. Went to go for the Claymore. The lights went out. And when the lights came back on, Drew was was in the ring and Randy was walking up the ramp backwards. And then the Fiend popped up behind him. Mm. But Randy Orton walked back up and continued the fight with McIntyre. The night ended with Orton, Orton slamming Drew on top of the announce table and punching him. This whole time, the fiend just stood there at the ramp. Man, this is crazy. So we basically we got a, a a love square going on for the WWE Championship right now. You got the fiend just forcing his way into title contention. Randy Orton champion, Drew McIntyre wanting his uh, rematch, and then you got the Miz who's like, "I've got a jar of dirt." <laughs> I got the magical jar of dirt that automatically gives me a championship match whenever I want. Exactly. So we ready to get on to SmackDown? Uh, do you want to keep this in chronological order and talk about AEW? Yes, let's talk about AEW. All right, let me get over to AEW. AEW. And, and to tell you the truth, folks, uh, I haven't watched AEW in a while. It's nothing against them personally. And I really had to. I had this conversation with you, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Um, and she she kind of brought me back too. Is 
I, I like AEW, but without the crowd there, it's it's kind of hard to pay attention and you know and and like them. I know that I know that Cody Rhodes recently had a match with uh, with Brody Lee. It was a a dog collar match or something to that effect, and you know I've seen some highlights of that, and that was that was pretty brutal. It's pretty brutal. So. Yeah. For some reason, because I wasn't on the app for a while, it kicked me off from where I was. So now i got to go back and figure out where the flip I was. Yeah, so, I mean, we had that conversation, didn't we? We did. We did. And what did you tell me? That it's got to be really hard on them, and for them to put so much emotion toward what they're doing, they're trying to get, put the best out there and get their, they have to feed off the the fans yeah the virtual reaction and that's that's hard and that's true the fans aren't there so really with with wrestling i mean a lot of it has to do with fans i mean you get that nice pop you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. uh watching it it's kind of weird because it's kind of like watching the independence now i mean i love the independence don't get me wrong but even the independence has a way bigger crowd than than no crowd at all so, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. mean, then there's that. And we're waiting on some of them to start back, too. Yes, still waiting, still waiting. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll get to work with uh, Rick Knopf again and I, IWA. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe uh, Jason Duggan. That'd be cool to work with him. He's cool, man. I like him, man. He, he's cool. Um, in fact, he's got a match coming up against uh, EC3, dude. That's too far back. In the independence, so it's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, we I'm very good about keeping up to date on stuff too. So. Oh yeah, yeah, he's cool, man. He tags us. That helps. <laughs> he tags us in everything, and I appreciate that. You know, uh, you know, I might not get on there and like everything all the time, but I do. I do. You know, get on there and I look at stuff and. I appreciate every single one of our our fans and our you know people that that have given us a shot. So, and I can't wait for USWA, man. I love USWA in Jacksonville too. They're they're good. I love them. I I I really liked watching Tony Storm. Tony Storm is cool. That dude is big, man. He is the full package. He is the storm. Not his hat. Cool yeah, Big Man has his hat, you know. I bought his hat, it was cool. And, uh, we got pictures with him, too. We yep, got pictures with him and everything else. He's over there. <sighs> Where in the world is it? By the way, speaking of USWA, um, a USWA wrestler has been fa- uh, going off and actually finally premiered recently after he was on AEW Dark. Has not actually made his debut on Dynamite. Former WWE superstar Evan Bourne, now Matt Seidel. Yes, baby, that's what's up. And we got to see Matt Seidel at the the River City Wrestling Con last year, and he put on a good match, dude. And we got some good photos of him, close-up photos. We got to be right there in the front action. Mm-hmm. So it was it was fun, man. That was that was an experience that changed my life forever, man. That's that's what what started all this. 
Found it? Yeah, it's finally. Jeez, that took forever. All right. Let's get two matches. First match of the night was Mr. Mayhem Wardlow versus Hangman Adam Page. Dude, Wardlow is big, man. That guy is huge. Yeah, he is. Wardlow has been on a nine-match singles winning streak. And let's see here. Of course, uh, Excalibur, Tony Schiavano, and Jim Ross were the broadcast team for the event. Tony Schiavone? Whatever. Yes. I'm trying to yes, figure out who won the match because we kind of got to get through this a little bit quicker. Do, 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 do. Okay, well, Wardlow sent Paige for a ride with the Wicked F10. Wait, an F10? What the hell is an F10? Is that worse? How's that worse than an F5? I don't know. Okay. All right, anyways. Wow, Paige, well, I'm just wondering because. Let's just give the recaps and, and call it good. Who won what? Anyways, Adam. And we'll get in more depth next week because, you know, we've been kind of busy yeah. with everything going on. So, Anyways, Hangman nailed Wardlow with two consecutive buckle shot lariats and scored the pin. Right. He is now a, a finalist and is one win away from earning a shot at the AEW world title. That is a big dude, I'm telling you. He's, yep. he's, he's going on to, to full gear, which happens next Saturday. Um, and he is a in the finals of the Eliminator Tournament. Next up, we had Mad King Eddie Kingston with The Butcher, The Blade, and The Bunny versus Matt Seidel. Speaking of Matt Seidel... I miss Matt Seidel. Man, I enjoyed watching him... Um, and in WWE as a uh, Evan Bourne, yeah. but when you get hit with an RKO when you're doing that awesome, what was what's, what was it called? Um, shoot, was it the shoot, shooting star? Shooting star press. Yeah, the shooting star press. When you go to do a shooting star press and you get RKO'd, that yeah, was basically the downturn of his whole career, unfortunately in WWE. Well, it's kind of sad, but. I always enjoyed him. He was a great uh, heel when we were at USWA uh, oh, cool. River City Wrestling Con. Anyways, you were supposed to have that on silent. My bad. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Kingston used a spinning back fist on Seidel, wiping him out. Next, Kingston applied the bulldog choke, the same one Moxley uses, forcing Seidel to tap. So, unfortunately, Seidel making his. Dynamite debut was unsuccessful in beating Eddie Kingston. Let's see here. Then Excalibur had a sit-down interview with the Young Bucks. But I want a match to talk about, not that crap, because it's just filler. It was time for the Inner City Girls in Town Hall meeting. Oh, that's just... Oh, I'm so sick of the Inner Circle. I'm sick and tired of MJF and Jericho. It, it, it's basically the new Timon and Pumbaa, but without a Pumbaa. It's like two Timons. <coughs> two Timons. <laughs> Dude, you have to explain the whole Timon and Pumbaa thing. They don't get it. I could have swore we've done that in another uh, in a previous episode we in season might one. Have, we might have. Okay, so when Jericho was last with WWE, he teamed up with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens looks like a Pumbaa. Jericho was all Timoned out, so yes, I called them Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> it was awesome. It was. It was hilarious. I'm like, look, it's a Warhawk and a Meerkat. Ironically, 
um, I saw on uh, Wrestling Review Society's Facebook page, someone's calling uh, Nia Jax and uh, Shayna Baszler as the new Timon and Boomba. Oh, I was like, whoa, I would not have gone there. Yeah, no. Not with those two. Mm-mm. Can't get me to do that. All right, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy with his best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent versus the champ American Nightmare Cody. No longer Cody Rhodes because he can't be Cody Rhodes. Thank you, WWE, for your bullshit. Uh, who took on, uh, who had his brother Dustin, uh, QT Marshall, and Arn Anderson at his side for this match. Uh, basically, it was technically a Lumberjack stipulation match for some reason. So both had teams of Lumberjacks. Hmm. Interesting. Do, 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 getting all the way down to the, uh, da, da. what, the referee distracted, John Silver nearly took off Orange's head with a pump kick, where the fuck John Silver come from, we didn't talk about John Silver, from the outside, Arn Anderson decked Orange Cassidy, poor Orange is getting his ass kicked by everybody, Cody was oblivious to all this interference from both sides, he connected with Crossroads on Orange Cassidy to pin him. Chris's favorite AEW wrestler. Cooper. Chris Cooper. Hey, you called me Randy in one of them. <laughs> so, turnabout's turn fair, fair play. play. Darby Allen was scouting Cody from high up in the arena as he will be facing the TNT champion at full gear on November 7th. Hmm. Ooh, last time those two faced each other, that was a hell of a match. Definitely. So, I'm looking forward to that. That would be cool, man. Backstage, Skip Sabian and the best man Miro assaulted fact, Trent and I Chuck Taylor. I have to Taylor. say that Darby Allen is one of my favorites in AEW. Uh, that's why I said that. They kind of got that from what I said. Yeah. That. Just saying. And I'm a little slow. Sorry, guys. <sighs> Anyways, let's Anyways. keep going. Uh, newly crowned NWA World Women's Champion Serena Deeb versus legit Layla Hirsch was next. Do, 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 do. Hirsch went on top, uh, up top for a moonsault to press, uh, moonsault press, but Serena Deeb rolled out of the way. Serena began punishing the neck of Hirsch with neck breakers. Deeb captured the arm and leg of Hirsch and made her tap out from the submission hold. Hmm. So there you go. Backstage, Alex Marvez interviewed AEW's champ Hikaru Shida. And of course, she'll be facing Nyla Rose at full gear. I'm not going there. Mm. Alright. Sean Spears, who's on a 10 match winning streak. Ooh, Sean Spears is on a 10 match winning streak. The perfect 10 is on a 10 match winning streak. How about that? Ironic? I think not. Accompanied by, who else? Dolly Blanchard. Uh, do you think his uh, daughter's coming now that she's no longer part of TNA? I hope so, man. I, I think really so. I hope so. I think she kind of forced that out on them. She's like, you know what? I'm getting sick and tired of this. I'm going to go work with my dad at AEW. Maybe they'll treat me a little bit better. They kind of treated her kind of badly even while she was trying to get that uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Well, then she had all that, that stuff with social media and racism and... Yeah. Whatever else you had going on. Yeah, it's funny how that kind of came out as she was being pushed to win the championship. Yeah. It didn't come out the first time she was going up for the championship. 
when she was going to lose. But when they knew that she was going to win, all of a sudden that came out. Ironic, isn't it? Mm. Kind of makes you wonder what was really going on. Anyways, uh, Sean Spears was facing VSK, who was making his Dynamite debut. And if anybody asks, I'm sorry, I have no clue who VSK is. Do you? No, I... I didn't get a chance to watch AEW this week. I know, but I was just hoping maybe well, you heard of... I'm totally going to get back to it next week, so I have more to give the fans with it, so okay. there you go. Someone dressed in a Halloween costume sitting ringside was heckling Spears throwing Halloween candy at him. That's awesome. Can I have that job? I'll love that job. Yeah. Just let me sit in a costume. <laughs> Yay, you suck! And throw candy at people. I'd have a blast doing that all day. <laughs> I'll be on TV just for that. And I'll even take an ass whooping. I don't care. <laughs> Alright, anyway, Spears pulled the costume fan into the ring. Of course, then I'd uh, see I'd be getting my ass kicked right off the bat. Spears turned his back, asked Tully to load up his glove. And while his this was taking place, the fan removed his mask. It was Scorpio Sky in disguise. Ooh. Sky hoisted up a shock Spears with a TKO. Scorpio Sky just lit it up, said John, uh, John, Jim Ross. I don't know why I was saying John Ross. I even want my glasses, apparently I can't read. It's not my fault I can't read. <laughs> just because you can't, you Florida-educated woman. Next up, we had the main event, Kenny Omega versus Penta El Zero Medio. With Ray Phoenix in the semifinals of the World Title Eliminator Tournament. Well, that must have been a good one. The man that wins this match would meet Adam Hangman Page at full gear in the World Title Eliminator Finals. Sounds like I'm, a good match. Before I even get to this, five bucks tells me it's going to be Kenny Omega since uh, Adam Hangman and him were tag partners recently. That would be so... That would be so... Former tag partners now rivals. God, maybe I should go ahead and just be a writer for wrestling because I just know everything now. It just seems like everybody's doing that, right? Anyway, so let's get down here. Get right back up. Are we? Are we doing the? Where the hell's the end of it? Here it is. Alright, Penta El Zero Medio uses the ropes as a springboard but landed right into Kenny's knees. Kenny planted him dead center in the ring with a one-winged angel and scored the pin. Wow, prediction. Called it! Called it. <laughs> it was a long and winding road, but Kenny Omega finally reaches his destination, said Jim Ross. So at full gear, on November 7th, on the pay-per-view, it will be Kenny Omega versus Adam Hangman Page in the World Title of Eliminator Tournament Final. Winner will face AEW champion. Uh, who's AEW champion right now? Oh, John Moxley. Duh. I forget. He doesn't do much as champion right now for some reason. He kind of just gets in weird spats with people. I don't know why. It's a little weird. I mean, I guess. I mean, you got to keep your champion champion for a while. Yeah, I guess. Of course, it's Moxley. Maybe you just can't control him. He has career. Because he did say the reason why he left WWE because he didn't have creative control over his character. And now he does. So basically, AEW is kind of like, hey, do whatever the frick you want. Right? Right? So maybe that's what he's doing. So if you're going to let him have free range, (laughs) there you go. 
All right, buddy, let's get back to Friday Night Smackdown. Yes, let's do this at the beginning of the show. Roman Reigns came out and told Jay that by the end of the night, you will fall, fall in, line. in line or be exiled from the family. So, Jimmy, I mean, not Jimmy, Jay, of course, was, of course, reluctant, but he had a match between him and Daniel Bryan for a spot on Team SmackDown for Survivor Series, which was the main event of SmackDown. So we'll get to that later on in this part. So SmackDown Survivor Series first qualifying match was Kevin Owens versus... Dolph Ziggler. That's a Timon and Pumbaa waiting to happen. <laughs> the match was back and forth. Robert Roode tried to get involved and got inject, ejected. Of course. From it and was back. And, and then it went back and forth. And KO got the stunner for the W. Not surprisingly, honestly. And, and I didn't do a whole lot of, you know, analysis for this because uh-huh. it was just... It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. So there you go. One of their favorite TikTok things, everybody's. But here's a here's a triple threat women's. Hey, Terp, Terp, come on! Survival Series qualifying match. We're talking about your woman. Oh. Come on! You need to come interject. Sorry, I was busy. It's okay. And trying to keep all the fur babies in there. It Billy was, Kay. It was Bianca Belair, Natalia, and Billy Kay. Bianca got the W. How do you feel about that, Tara? Well, let's do a little uh, prelim to that. They were talking about who should be the leader of the women's SmackDown team, um, which then was made by the WWE official to say, well, guess what? Winner of this match is automatically on the team. Yeah. Because all three were thinking they should be the leaders of Team Women SmackDown. Now, Tara, sorry for interrupting you. How do you feel about Natalia not getting this victory? Um. Besides pissed. <laughs> darn it, that was the first indication I was going with. I know, right? <laughs> uh, it's bogus. Bogus? Bogus. That's the best word I can think of. I, I was mad. <laughs> I can kind of agree with that. Um, you know, Natalia's been a part of the WWE for a very long time. Mm-hmm. and Rich I, family history. I think she always needs to be a part of these big matches. Because mm-hmm. her name brings the fans. Yeah, it does. It really does. So, but what I wanted to take away from this match and say about this mask match was... What the hell is going on with Billy Kay? Dude, she she was wrestling like she didn't even know how. I mean, honestly, they never looked good at together even with the iconics her and Peyton Royce. They I mean, they were always this basically comedy. I, that's why people were so like appalled when they ended up beating Sasha and Bailey and yeah. and uh uh, Tamina and Nyla in that triple threat women's championship match because they really aren't the talent. And they, of course, it's well, also not their fault. They don't really get developed. Either. One of them was. Peyton, was. Peyton does have some talent, yes, but 
they were still mostly there as a comedy uh, team, not really a legit threat for um, the women's titles. So in tag titles. To this, I say Billy Kay needs some work. I think maybe I think she would honestly benefit so, from being sent to NXT. I will explain it as I did earlier today. She reminded me of plastic Barbie that could not fit into her clothes. Okay. And she looked stiff. A, stiff. That, that's yeah. from a woman's perspective. Yeah. I like that. I do too. And like I said, I think she would actually benefit with going back down to NXT where she can get more singles action and develop her and shape. develop yeah and re and re uh rebrand herself too. I know they're kind of technically already rebranding her because she's a solo act now on uh, SmackDown because of the separation between from her and uh, Peyton. But honestly, Peyton didn't could go on to Raw and be fine, whereas uh, Billy Kay was not ready. And I think uh, since they've been doing this weird superstars going back to NXT, trying to make NXT more legit third brand. I, I still don't understand that myself, but anyways, if you're going to do this, send Billy Kay back to NXT, let her rebrand, redevelop her skills, and then then you could probably bring her back to make her more a legit contender for um, these type of matches and eventually maybe a uh, women's championship match down the road. Yeah, I agree with that. But let's move on. Let's go with... Uh... What happened next after that when Murphy came out to apologize to the Mysterio family? Oh Lord, I don't, I don't like, I don't want to talk about this angle. It's just, I it's crazy. Like but instead of uh, Dominic and Ray coming out, Seth Rollins came out. Mm-hmm. The Messiah. Oh my God. Which, which, was, by the way, he was technically saying he was going to change to the SmackDown Savior instead of no longer being the Monday Night Messiah, but. He's still going by the Messiah. I don't know what the hell's going on anymore. I think he has another motive. Murphy? Not Murphy. Definitely Seth Rollins. I think he would use use him from either point in perspective. However it went, he had an idea of what he wanted to do with him. True. Oh, yeah. I can buy that. He's methodical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I still so like the angle. He came out... And he's all running his mouth going, oh, the Mysterio family won't accept you and won't accept Aaliyah. But, you know, I accept you guys. And I think it's whatever you do is whatever you do. And then that's that's when Dominic came out. And he attacked Seth from behind. And then Murphy came and pulled Dominic off to attack Seth to try to show he's the one that... And then... This has been a mistake because you're ruining the development of Dominic by throwing this family element in there that doesn't need to be part of this. Unless, I guess, we're trying to make Alea a, a superstar too. Is that what's going on? Because eventually she's going to get have to start fighting at some point. I think that I, would, that sounds like a pretty good prediction. I don't know. I mean, I haven't really read into it, and I thought it was kind of odd that they brought her into the yeah the fold because I really thought it was supposed to be Dominic, and then like his dad was going to be like his manager for a while, and then he'd be on his own. Yeah. But this whole family debacle, it it kind of reminds me of one back in the day when they had Eddie Guerrero claiming to be. Dominic's dad. dad, and then they had a freaking ladder match for the 
adoption rights to Dominic or whatever it was. Yeah, it was just, just like, like whoa. Or Seth yeah. could try to use Aaliyah to bring Murphy on board. Well, Murphy's technically already on board. It didn't seem like it today. Well, of course not, because he did get his butt kicked the previous Friday night. By I'm just saying Owens. there's a whole, like, thing going on there. I know, but it, it, the storyline is just dumb. Honestly. It's so proper. And honestly, I like to see Seth Rollins back in the title hunt. That's a good guy. I think he is just... They they have played this bad guy role with him for too long. And this whole Monday Night Messiah or Messiah crap is not... It's blasphemy. He needs to... You're not go. God, Seth Rollins. He needs to go away. You're not God. You're not God. You're nothing but... Of course, I kind of feel bad because I was the one that always said this. When he, after he got rid of his blonde streak, I was like, what is he trying to be, Jesus? <laughs> now yeah, Randy. Now look at him. brother, thank you. I was just being a smartass, but apparently <laughs> someone went, hey, you know what? You kind of look like Jesus. Let's, let's go do, with this. Let's go with this. Oh, Lord. And he's like, sure, why not? Yeah, let's roll. It might be more believable than Murphy was... Was wanting to go out there and for you know ask for forgiveness if he didn't put his hands on Dominic, Dominic. Yeah. and then At proceed all. to put his hands on Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I would have took the beating like a man if you wouldn't, uh, you know. Or as like you also said, just try to flee it. Yeah, flee it. Yeah, or try and get out of there. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, I think there's more motive to what Murphy is doing and yeah and it's to divide the family yeah so so anyways let's, let's move on from this whole debacle it's our it's the soap opera part of wrestling so let's, let's get out of here I have uh, a joke theory what? what if Seth Rollins decided to do the Messiah because he could no longer be the man <laughs> oh oh Say, say oh. that a little bit louder. Does she need the mic? Let's give her the mic she, for this one. She just needs to... Go ahead. Say, say it out loud. Say it a little bit louder. <laughs> I don't even know if I can say it the same way. Come on. What if Seth Rollins needed to play, I'm saying play, the Messiah because he can no longer be the man? <laughs> oh, 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 I love you. You're amazing. Becky took his man My card from him. maiden right here. That's what's up. Uh, Oh, Becky took the man card from me. I like Becky better. <laughs> oh, man. I'm always going to like Becky that, better, too. That was just great. Well, let's get back into the matches. How about yes. the Street Pop Profits um, versus uh, Shinsuke and Cesaro? This is a weird tag team. I understand it because they're the international team. I don't like that anymore, though. That's kind of getting to be a little old. Yeah. Making Oh, they're international guys, so we're just going to go ahead and automatically make them a team. No, you don't need to do that automatically. You don't need to do that, especially when they're better. They're, they're better, better individuals. Single. Yeah, they're better single guys than. But it was a team. good match. It, it was, was a very entertaining match, and uh, you know, it was back and forth, and. Uh, but they have failed Cesaro. WWE has failed Cesaro. Oh yeah, the Swiss, he needs to go. The Swiss Superman, baby. He needs to go get somewhere where he's going to be more appreciated for an actual title shot. He is built to be a title man. He's not. He's got superhuman strength, dude. That dude is crazy. Yeah, he is built to be 
either Universal Champion or WWE Champion, or you let him just dominate a mid card for a while. Ma- what makes me Do so angry about it is he's been with the company for how many years? <sighs> Shoot, I think how he, many years? He had to come in about 2010 at least. At the it was at the right latest. around e, like ECW when the ECW was getting ready to close yeah. down and all that. Yeah, when they were done with the third brand again. Yeah, so I'll, I'll look that up real quick. This is crazy, man. Yeah. When did Cesaro debut in WWE? Twenty twelve. Okay, so I was I was off by off, a by, t- off by two couple years. Couple years, but yeah. But still, I mean, honestly though, the dude should be in major title hunts, not not relegated to. I mean, I, I, I got it because they didn't know really what to do with Sheamus and him. Especially when they were running Brock Lesnar rampant on the championship for the longest time. Yeah. Which was annoying as hell. So they did something with the two of them because they deserved to be in some kind of title, title contention. And gave them a good tag team to take on the New Day for the longest time. It was an, actually a great rivalry. And now it just seems like they're throwing people in places. Yeah, and it's, and it's like, ridiculous. Here, let's do this. I mean, and really, like I said, he should be in the title main title hunt or at least dominating a mid-card championship. It's kind of like, it's like so weird to see like the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title not being, I know they're mid-tier championships, but they are coveted yeah they're still and they're coveted. just they're just not doing anything with them i'm like what the hell are you doing yeah and speaking of someone who shouldn't even be a mid-card champion bobby lashley's been getting screwed yeah well how about the mid-card champion that's that's the intercontinental champion oh sammy Zayn. oh, oh God, my I don't gosh even care. what are they doing with him I, sammy was so great in nxt and just you know oh you know the the song, man. They, ma- they made him a they made him a douchebag. Cool, That's man. the problem. Now he's just a douchebag. A douchebag. Yeah. So he doesn't even like he he's a douchebag bad guy. It's not even it's not even the cool bad guy. No, he's just the guy you want to punch in the face all the time. Yeah, I mean, come on, we already have that. It's called the Miz. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need another one. That's basically what all that is. Anyways, before we get more frustrated. Um, that was a great match, though. I'll give you, I'll give him credit for it. It was a great match. Street Profits um, prevailed, but it's just a, again, a, a, I don't care for this. They're two international guys. So we're just gonna throw them together. Well, how about that that frog splash? That, that was dude. He got up, dude. That the airtime on that thing was like woof. How about when Cesaro threw him into the makeshift crowd? <laughs> that was hilarious. That was, I was like, did he? Did he sell that, or did he really? Talk? I think I think that was a combination of it both. It was a combination of both. Because that, you know he's that was Ford. Cool Montez Ford is very athletic, yeah. as we saw. Because you can't get height like that if you're not that athletic. Either way, either with the toss by Cesaro, which we know Cesaro is strong, and uh, so I think it was a combination of a good sell and a great show of strength by Cesaro. Which is why he got up really high <laughs> when he got tossed. I'm out. All right. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Yes, thank you for your perspective. You're welcome. Keep yeah. on talking sports. Yeah. Yes. Hey, and thank you for the intro video. You, That's her singing in it, which is amazing. She has such a great voice. She does. 
Alright, how about let's get to the last match, brother. The last match on Friday night, SmackDown. Took us a long time to get here. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso in a Survivor Series match. Uso. Man, Jay was just aggressive in this one, dude. Yeah, I don't know. What are they doing with Daniel? Since his that, comeback, that he's... I have no idea, and it really pisses me off because I'm a huge Daniel Bryan fan. Yes, you I are. have been. I, I respect I respected Daniel Bryan. I, I still like babyface Daniel Bryan. Even when he was a bad guy, you're like, well, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the. It's kind of like Chris Jericho. No matter what he is, you kind of respect him. I didn't like the environmentalist bad guy that he was. <laughs> yeah. That was really dumb. Yeah, when he brought that belt, I was like, oh. Yeah, the environmental friendly oh, championship. Like, wow, dude. Okay. Um, I'm like, I'm so glad they gave Kofi that championship. They got rid of that thing. That was great, but still. But uh, I mean, no. Uh, another person who got disrespected, Kofi. At the end of this match, you know, Jay, Jay pulled it out with a, you know, well, in the middle of the match, anyways, Roman Reigns came out and, like, got this weird, aggressive, more aggressive side out of Jay. Jay hit the Uso Slash for, mm-hmm. the, for the one, two, three, and then he commenced to beating the hell out of Daniel Bryan. And saying that, all right, I understand, I'm in, I'm in, I understand. You're, As he was just laying you're the waste head of the, the table, du- you're the chief. I'm in. Yeah, I was just like, dude, this is just like, and what is going on with these announce tables lately? They're all getting busted. I mean, I guess you just can't have an episode of Raw or SmackDown without man, a table. I feel bad for the announcers, man. They they got their they got their drinks up there. They got the tablets up there. Hey, man, as long as my cell phone doesn't get fucked up, I don't care. <laughs> right. As long as that doesn't, I'm like, hey, go ahead, destroy that shit. Destroy it. I don't, I don't give a shit. It's not my fucking job to worry about a table. So, anyways, that's that's. Uh, Be like, hey, you got to buy me a new phone now because you fucking broke my phone. Yeah, this week was. This week for wrestling, <laughs> we're sorry it's long. Yeah, unfortunately yeah. we learned a we little. We kind of got on some tangents. We had some fun with it. <laughs> it's Halloween. Happy Halloween, Halloween. everybody! Yep. We promise yeah. to keep it short tomorrow because we're just recapping NBA and MLB. Uh, my, as you all know, my Dodgers won, so I'm really excited. But I did want to give you the prediction I had of a match that was going to happen sooner or later. It isn't exactly the match I was expecting, but it is a match I kind of predicted anyways. What is it? What is it? What Jeff Hardy versus Elias on in uh go up against each other with a guitar on a pole match. I told you there was gonna have a match featuring a guitar for some reason. I knew it. I just Big felt man it. Is the man. He knows what he's talking about, people. I kind of figured it was going to be more of a, a Guitar scattered everywhere, and they can just beat the crap out of each other, you know, like they do with chairs and stuff. But I'll take the guitar on a pole match. I still said they were going to have a guitar theme match, and I was right. So I was basically right. All right. Well, you know, it's, it's been fun. Man. I can't wait to watch that in Thunderdome. Yes. And I hope you all see us on Thunderdome. If you do, give us a shout out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. TikTok. We will be posting that. Um, we'll try to get it recorded. If I can, I will try to get it recorded so you all can see it too. If you didn't see us on Monday Night Raw. Um, actually, we're going to record the show. And basically what we'll do is we'll try to find it, get it recorded. 
and we'll get it posted to our social medias that you could see us in the Thunderdome. Yes, we will, baby. of course, not be dressed as uh, Halloween characters. We will be back in our normal Cooper and Big Man garb of our green, beautiful green shirts. Kelly green shirts with yellow writing with a white C for Cooper. And here within the next, you know, couple months, this we'll will... be doing more videos. We'll be yep. doing more of this. And hopefully this, this will back look here will look way better. And of so. course, we'll have the uh, Cooper Big Man banner that we have back there somewhere. You can kind of well, that's your and shirt. And those of you that don't know that is only listening to us on the platform, mm -hmm. hey, check out our YouTube channel. Absolutely, Cooper Big Man. So you know, Sports I, Talk with Cooper and Big Man on Yahoo. There you, go. you can search Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. Uh, I believe I used the. Um, uh, <sighs> I can't remember what they call it. Ampersand. The ampersand symbol, which is the symbol for the and. You know, the crazy looking one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shift seven on your keyboard when you're looking for it. So, yeah, look it up, man. Uh, you definitely love some new subscribers. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Absolutely. You know. All right. Cooper, I think we're done. Are we calling it quits? We I think so. This? I'm tired, man. Yes, lights out, baby. It's time to call it a night. We appreciate you stopping by. I'm going to stop being Walter White for a minute because my eyes are tired of me. <laughs> and I'm tired of it. My hat's coming off. Look, I do have hair still. The hat made it look like I was bald. That's why I went with Walter White. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, love y'all. See? Heart for y'all. Pieces. That's what I do on my TikToks deuces, now. what's up? Pieces. Deuces. 22s. It's a 22. Oh, <laughs> TikTok, what have you done to me? You've warped my mind. All right, guys. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports.